Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. You know, we've got a great offensive line coach, same one that, you know, we led to Power Five in rushing two years ago. And, yeah, it's the same one that everybody tries to get it when the season's over with. Um, off the field, I have several questions about what we're doing, how we're doing it, this, that, and other. I want to be conscious that I didn't want to overstep anybody's boundary as the offensive line coach. And uh, because we've got a really good one. Yeah, yeah. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go into shell. We won't go into attack mode because that's what's required. On 103.7 The Buzz. With my boo tastes like Everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors broadcasting live from the Holiday Inn Express here in Fayetteville off of Weddington. Got Joe Franklin back in the Hogsmeade Market Studios with you today. And thank you as always for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. It's been a great wide open Wednesday talking about everything in the sports world that we're going to continue with Chris Gordy here in just a second. As we'll talk to him as about uh, not only college football, NFL, but Major League Baseball, all that fun stuff going on. In fact, I thought it was funny, with since I'm up here for the red-white game for Arkansas basketball tonight, I had a texter uh, from our Sun Structural Solutions text line that said, uh, Joe and John, based on the lineups for the red-white game, who do you pick to win, and does Saracen have a point spread on the game? Uh, the answer to that is, uh, no, they don't have a point spread on the game, but... Uh, as far as who's to win, I mean, that'd be going a little bit feel? too far. That'd be going yeah. way too far. Yeah, like I, I don't even know how I would come up with a, a, a reasonable uh, explanation as to who could uh, possibly win that game. That would be fun to uh, pick it though. Just kind of looking at the roster, and we are seeing some new players for the first time. A lot of us are, but it'd be fun to pick the game just to say, hey, the red team's going to win or the white team's going to win, but just. <laughs> Having a real feel for it to know, you know who who's going to win. There's no way. Yeah, and it'd almost be some maybe uh, you could put a point spread on and be like, hey, I got the got the white team at uh, minus seven and a half tonight, something like that. We'll get Neil from Saracen Casino on on board with it and uh, and make that happen. But uh, yeah, I, I I'm sure that. There's been times where people have uh, gone into this game looking at the rosters or looking at the uh, the lineups for either one of these teams and said, hey, yeah, let's go with this team. Feels good because I got this player or that player or whatever it may be, but that's the case. Um, also from the Sun Structural Solutions Sex Line says, I thought that they used to have it at midnight because that was the first day that they could have practice via the NCAA, kind of like a midnight showing of a movie. That's exactly right. That's what exactly they used to do. But, again, it's just times have changed, really, where... That type of thing. Again, I think that if they had it at midnight, Joe, you could still get a lot of people into Midnight Madness, and especially with Razorback basketball being highly competitive right now. But I, I just don't think it has the same luster into, oh, let's stay up all night, stay up that late in the middle of, the, of a week or, or whatever, and get the family out there to, to watch a practice in basketball. I just don't know if that's as interesting as what it once was. Well, it, it was about the students, and there are no students that are having to stay up. Now, they do have to be in class, but students, they're, they're up at hours, late hours, so to get them there, and that was always the purpose of it, to get the students, mm-hmm. it, it, that part of it wouldn't be a problem at all. No, yeah, that part of it wouldn't be. It'd be more for the common fans and the families and the kids and stuff, trying to get them out there 
that would be the tough thing to try to try to accomplish and to try to have happen. So, uh, but we'll talk more about that as the show goes on. But right now, let's talk some college football, NFL, Major League Baseball, but just everything because he is the jack of all trades. It's Chris Gordy of Sports Talk 790 and then Locked On SEC Podcast joining us here on Out of Bounds. And Gordy, as always, man, appreciate it. It's the best time of year. How you doing? Yeah, man. Listening to you guys uh, start up the segment, I gotta think uh, your your focus is shifting from the three uh, losses in a row on Arkansas football to Arkansas basketball season. I saw the uh, SEC media day attendees to Ron Brazil and Devo Davis heading. So yeah, I, I think I'd be more excited about Arkansas hoops right now than football anyway. Chris is way too early for that, right? It, it's not. It's not time to just jump off football completely. You got to stick with it. Yeah, I mean, there's, that, that's the tough part is there's so much season left to go. And, uh, you know, look, you have two close losses to BYU and LSU. You're like, okay, all right, well, right there. Well, whatever the hell that was on Saturday, I don't know what Dan Enos did. Look, we thought things couldn't get worse with Kendall Bryles, but Dan Enos is taking this thing to a whole new level of suck, <laughs> and it's just unfortunate. <laughs> Well, and speaking of that, since we're discussing it, man, like you, you mentioned Enos, and he's been under a lot of heat, obviously, from Razorback fans and some of the decision-making, especially the the whole night, and still lining up in shotgun, trying to get a short-down situation with K.J. Jefferson, which still has yet to work. Like, why, though? Like, Danny Enos is a guy who had success at Arkansas as an OC. He was at Alabama. Uh, he's been places where, I'm not saying he's the greatest offensive coordinator of all time, but he has had success, and he's proven success even in this conference. Why is it that now at Arkansas, where it seems like he has weapons and know the offensive line is suspect, but why is it that now where it goes from looking like an offense that at least has an identity to now, I don't even know what I'm watching week to week? Yeah, there's no creativity. I mean, um, you know, look, we're, we're finding out LSU's defense isn't all that good, so the, the showing there in Baton Rouge maybe was a little bit of fool's goal. But I just, I mean, I talk with you, John, at SEC Media Days. When you bring back two stud players like K.J. Jefferson and Rocket Sanders. I know Rocket's been banged up, but like to have those two guys back and be 2-3, and three, you know, 0-2 in the conference through the first five weeks, this is unacceptable. Like, you've got to do something with these guys, because you know what the excuse is going to be next year? Oh, uh, well, you know, we're working a new quarterback, we're working a new running back, you know, you, like you're going to have all the excuses of everything's new, but like this, with veterans like this, guys who played so many games, it's just it's it's mind numbing on on why it's so bad, and, and you're right. Like you know, after Traylon Burks, we struggled to find who's that next good receiver, and I think Arkansas's actually got a pretty good receiver room right now. It's just a matter of man, like they they can't get him the football, the the, the O line can't protect, they can't block. KJ can't even be effective in the run game because there's nowhere to run. I mean, it's just and, and Tickers have a little bit of A&M. I think their defense is is as advertised. They've been playing lights out as of late, but, man, that that's just, it's ugly, and, and you look at this weekend, and my God, if you can't go toe-to-toe with Ole Miss, this is going to be a fourth straight loss down in Oxford. Chris, they're still trying to figure out the offensive line, which has been an issue all season. How big of a problem is that going into game six, and now they're making changes on the offensive line? They're moving pieces all around. Yeah, I saw that. I, it's it's a little concerning for me. Um, you know, first off, I got to say, awful news to hear about Luke Haas because I thought he was going to be a, a you know, like he was an upcoming star, and of course, you know, his season gets derailed, and now we got to wait till till next year to see him back out there. But uh, yeah, I mean, I've heard that they're they're thinking of making changes. I I had some concerns about the old line coming into the season, just in terms of like it, it was some names we like, like Bo Limmer and and and. You know, Ty, Tykeus Crawford, we had him on the show uh, this offseason a lot on SEC. And, you know, they had some guys that just was kind of figuring out roles and who's going to do what. But, yeah, that's saw, you know, yesterday that what uh, uh, Patrick Kudas, he, he might be in there. I mean, there, there's just so many different changes they've made, um, you know, and didn't seem like solidified coming into the season. Again, I like the guys they have, but... Um, Man, they just they just have not gelled for one reason or another, and uh, a team that is so predicated on the run, you know, you, you just can't have that. And, and then again, the pass protection, and everything else, and it, it becomes KJ being a one man one man offense trying to do everything, and, and he just can't do it. So, Gordy, you mentioned Arkansas playing Ole Miss this weekend. This game is always insane. Don't really know what to make of it. It, it always has <laughs> the most craziest things going on. So, my question to you is. 
like Ole Miss is coming up off of a big win. Arkansas has been struggling. Ole Miss can score at will. So we know the points are going to be there, at least for Ole Miss. But do you see this possibly setting up a, as a crazy game? But you also think maybe the matchup itself might help Arkansas because they do have a really, really poor defense. Yeah, that's the good news. It's funny. You know, I've been talking about LSU a lot this week, and everybody's been talking about how bad their their defense is. And with Ole Miss, everybody's talking about how great they are, and look at the offense, but nobody wants to talk about how bad Ole Miss's defense is. I mean, they were if LSU gets one stop, they win that game, and we're talking about Lane Kiffin. My God, two losses in a row, and their defense is garbage. So, uh, you're right. I mean, this if you're ever going to have a bounce-back game for the offense, this, this has got to be it. And, you know, let's face it, what you're, you were a two-point conversion two years ago from winning three in a row against Ole Miss. So um, this is one that, that Arkansas can win. Uh, going to be tough doing it on the road. They, Vaughn Hemingway was rocking last, uh, last Saturday against LSU. I'm sure it'll be rocking again this Saturday night. But, yeah, if you ever had a get-right game, this has got to be it. But you think of the fallout, guys. You lose this one. You're probably not winning in Tuscaloosa next week. I mean, you're talking about a two and five start to the season, and we really have to start having some serious conversations about Sam Pittman and the, the future of the program. So I, I hope they can find a way to bounce back again. This is this is how the SEC goes, right? Like you start stumbling, and then suddenly you find a way to win, and you know the other team is pointing out and going, "How the hell do we lose to those guys?" This is what makes the SEC great. You get everybody's best best shot, best effort, best effort every week, and. This is where the SEC starts to beat up on one another and, and take some of those teams that are, you know, Ole Miss right now, they're talking about, oh, man, if we can run the table, we can win the West. This is the type of game they could lose, and suddenly they're going, out. Oh, this is why the SEC is so tough. You can't just win every week easily. Speaking of getting into uh, kind of the meat of that schedule for the SEC, good slate of games this week. Let's start by looking at Alabama making the trip to take on Texas A&M and Arkansas's last opponent taking on their next opponent. Yeah, everybody is uh everybody's on the A and M upset uh bandwagon this week. Um you know, everything that I'm reading. Uh look, A and M's defense has played like that. They, these are two teams that really mirror each other, right? Like A and M had the one hiccup defensively against Miami. Alabama had the one hiccup defensively against Texas. Both of them lose those games. But outside of that you know, Bama's been pretty dominant defensively in every other game. A&M has been pretty dominant defensively in every other game outside of Miami. So uh, it's funny. You look through all the stats. They're both about equal in rushing the ball. Um, you know, they, they, they have, a, you know, close to equal, the same amount of rush yards. Uh, sack totals, A&M has 20. Alabama has 17. And they both have quarterbacks that have missed starts this year. You know, uh, obviously, Max Johnson didn't start the year as, as the guy. He took over for Connor Wegman. And uh, on the other side, Jalen Milrow was benched for the USF game and then came back. So it's uh, it's just kind of fascinating. I mean, these are two teams that just really mirror each other. and That's why I think that line is still so low. I, it, it is mind-boggling that Alabama is the two-point road favorite because you would think it would start moving towards in favor of A&M, the fact that everybody is picking A&M in this one. But I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be low scoring. That, that line keeps coming down. It was at 47 this morning. It's down to 46.5 now. Uh, I, this to me screams like twenty twenty to seventeen type game. Like whoever d- takes care of the football doesn't turn it over, I think has a great chance to win. And uh, I don't know. I keep leaning a little bit more towards Alabama because so many people are still doubting Alabama and the offense of Jalen Milrow. But again, two really really good defenses going at it. And gosh, A and M, all those big four and five star kids that they've re- recruited the last couple of years are finally starting to play up to their billing. And, uh, you know, it looks every, every time you turn your head, a kid named Shamar is getting a sack. They got like eight of them up there. But, uh, yeah, look, I just keep leaning towards Alabama in this one because everybody's picking A&M. But, look, nothing would warm my heart more than to see the Aggies fall off the upset against Alabama. But the only problem with that is that we're talking about A&M in the driver's seat for the SEC West. And that A&M Ole Miss game coming up in a couple weeks, that, that could decide the SEC West winner if those teams are still winning at, at that point. So we have a Chris Gordy of Locked On SEC as well as Sports Talk 790 here on Out of Bounds. You know, another game that I know we all had circled for all purposes and all reasons, Gordy, before the season started was the big top 25 matchup happening this weekend. In fact, uh, one of two, and no, I'm not talking about Georgia-Kentucky. I'm talking about LSU and Missouri. 
because that's a big game for both of these teams. LSU, you know, they're very upset, as you mentioned, of losing to Ole Miss the way they did. They got the Florida State loss, and even against Arkansas, I know they got the win, but there were still some frustrations on how they played. And then you got Missouri, who is sitting at five and zero, a top twenty-five team, and I know they beat Kansas State, still looking for another signature victory. And this is a home game for Missouri, so. Do you think that this is when LSU bounces back, or do you think Missouri is legit? It, it's got to be a bounce-back spot for LSU. They're, they're too damn talented and, and, and too good offensively to go and pick up their third loss season this quickly. And I think Vegas agrees. I mean, uh, all week LSU's been around a six, six-and-a-half-point favorite. I'm looking at the most updated line they saw of LSU as a five-and-a-half-point favorite, so coming a little bit more towards Missouri, but... You know, this has held strong all week. LSU is a road favorite. People are looking at it and going, man, Missouri, what a story. 5-0. and Eli Drinkwood got this offense coming. Brady Cook's playing out of his mind. Luther Burton is the leading SEC, is the leading receiver in the SEC this season. Cody Schrader is the number two rusher in the SEC right now behind Ray Davis. All these great storylines for Missouri. And yet we're still going to go with two loss LSU because we feel like they're, their team is just more talented. They got more stud players on LSU and Yes, they've been outcoached uh, defensively. They've, you know, they, they left a lot on the field last week defensively, giving up 700 yards of offense Ole Miss. But as much talk as, as it's gotten about how bad LSU's defense is, we're not talking enough about how good LSU's offense is. And if, if, that, if they never had that Joe Burrow 2019 season, this would literally be the greatest offensive season for LSU in their football history right now. Jaden Daniels is on another level right now. I, I couldn't believe Monday morning when I saw LSU is number four in the country in total offense. I said somewhere uh, Miles or, or somewhere Les Miles is like having a panic attack going, wait, you can't throw the football that much at LSU. Like Les was Les loved to play games in a phone booth and win games, you know, seventeen to thirteen with Jordan Jefferson throwing for like ninety yards. Um, you know, I never did, in my day outside of Joe Bird, I think we see another LSU quarterback throw for like three hundred, four hundred yards and a ton of touchdowns, but Jane Daniels is the real deal, man. I mean, he's, he's a legit, special offensive weapon. And in all honesty, if, if he had a good defense, they could have gotten some stops against Florida State and against uh, against Ole Miss. They could be undefeated, and we'd be talking about Jane Daniels for the Heisman right now. I just feel like he's a special talent that deserves a lot more credit. And I felt bad for him for Saturday night. I'm looking at him going, dude, I'm sorry, LSU gave you a piss-poor defense. Because if this offense – had any just even mediocre average defense right now, they would they would have one less loss, if not two. So, um, yeah, I, again, I think if LSU is, is going to be this good offensively, they have to go into Como and get a win. They just they can't lose to Missouri because this season could really derail quickly. Georgia seems to be on an upset alert every week. They play it close. Is this the week that it happens with Kentucky taking on Georgia? Yeah, I mean, ask uh, ask Musk. I mean, it, it, it's the, what's the mentality in the tournament? It's the ride or the dance. It doesn't matter if you win by 20 or win by one. In, in Georgia right now, it's just about win. I mean, I know they've played with fire. They they played South Carolina close. They played with Auburn close. But at the end of the day, are you making the winning plays to get the victory? That's all that matters. So I think a little bit of it is, we, you know, there was so much hype in the offseason, going for a three-peat. Their schedule is weak. They should run through the schedule. I think there's been a little bit of motivation factor there where, you know, it's hard to get up for some of these teams that you think you're so much better than. But there are tons of injuries, too. Like, they've had so many guys banged up. They finally got Lad McConkey back this week. I've uh, gotten some guys back in their in their secondary. They've got Bullard back. So we'll see uh, We'll see what kind of effort Kentucky brings. But, man, Kentucky, this might be one of Mark Stoops' better teams he's had in recent years. The defense is, is, is physical and attacking up front. Love J.J. Weaver and those guys. And then the run game, Ray Davis. Ray Davis was a top-five rusher in the SEC a year ago. He just played at Vanderbilt. Nobody knew who he was. Now he's at Kentucky. He's turning some heads. And everybody's going, my God, this is the SEC leading rusher. And um, honestly, Auburn moved the ball on the ground against Georgia last week. I'm Ray Davis at Kentucky. I'm looking at it saying, look, our offensive line is much better this year than it was a year ago. If we can run the football against Georgia and move the chains, Kentucky's going to be in this game till the very end. I like Devin Leary. I think he can make all the throws Will Levis made the last two years. So they're going to go in and give and give uh, Georgia a dogfight. I just I wish this one was in Lexington. If it was in Lexington, I'd be all over Kentucky's bandwagon. But it just feels like playing in Athens. It'll be advantage Georgia. Probably a close game again, and uh, I'd expect Georgia to pull it out late. So we'll see. I, I think Kentucky's got a shot, but 
Uh, if they do, if they do pull this out, man, Mark Stoops is looking like, uh, you know, the cream of the crop in the SEC East, and uh, we might be talking about a, a coach of the year candidate. Gordy, uh, I got to ask you though. We, we we can't believe we missed the, the biggest SEC game, the most important SEC game, and the one that everyone's going to be watching: Texas and Oklahoma. I mean, th- this is the biggest yeah. SEC game of the weekend. Uh, Texas number three, Oklahoma number twelve. This I, I know that it's always a big deal, but man, when you have both these teams about to join the SEC, both undefeated, both uh, having great years so far, uh, how do you see this one uh, playing out? Do you think Oklahoma gets the upset, or you think Texas is back and still back and looks for real after getting a big win over the rival? Well, I thought you were going to bring up Vandy, Florida, because that is the revenge game. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, no, uh, it, it is funny. This is an SEC game. I do a weekly hit on uh, a station over in Austin, and uh, you know, they were talking about this as it's already an SEC matchup because the Big 12 doesn't want any part of it. They're not even acknowledging it. They're, their commissioner is not going to this game, Brett Dormark. Greg Sankey is going to this game. Greg Sankey is flying to, uh, or to uh, Dallas. He'll be in attendance for Oklahoma, Texas. So just kind of funny that their future, you know, boss, I guess you would say, is, is going to be attending the game, but their current boss not going to be there in your mark. So, yeah, I think this is this is the time for Texas to show they're the real deal. I mean, Sark has done a great job so far. Quinn Ewers has been outstanding. The run game's been really good. Uh, as soon as Kansas made it close last week, Texas pulled away. And, and that's, that's one of those games in years past that Texas would – you know, kind of like Kansas hang around and, and, and play with fire, I thought uh, this is a much different Texas team. I mean, they're they're filling their will on their opponent. And, look, Oklahoma's undefeated. They're 5-0, and but it's a little bit of smoke and mirrors. I mean, who have they really beat? Iowa State is terrible now. Uh, Cincinnati's not very good. They beat up on a Tulsa and SMU. So this is the first real test of the year for Oklahoma, in my opinion, whereas Texas, they've been tested. They went and got a road win in Tuscaloosa earlier in the year, so... I think this is one, like, everybody's expecting to be close, but in my mind, I think Texas wins and wins big in this one. It sends a big statement to Oklahoma that Texas is winning the Big 12 this year. Chris Gordy of Sports Talk 790, as well as the Locked on SEC podcast. You can follow him at Chris Gordy. Man, as always, it's great to talk with you, Gordy. Appreciate it. Have a great weekend of football, Major League Baseball, all that fun stuff. And I know we'll be catching up with you next week. Yeah, guys, Arkansas basketball season is almost here. <laughs> Can't wait for that, man. Chris Gordy is again joining us once again. It was always good to talk with him. we got a lot more Out of Bounds coming up next on a Wide Open Wednesday. Stay with us. Want to know about bass tournaments and some of the best fishing spots in the state? Well, tune in to Fishing Arkansas Sunday mornings with Big Sarge and his crew. Fishing Arkansas is presented by Fletcher Auto Group, Shelter Insurance Agent Jamie Marsh, Stanley Hardware, and Cooper's Nursery and Cabot. Fishing Arkansas every Sunday morning from 8.30 to 10 on 103.7 The Buzz. Center. Arkansas basketball's annual red-white game is tonight. Tip-off is set for 6.30. There will be no live stream for the event. Tickets are not required and seating will be on a first-come, first-served basis. Rosters are subject to change during the game, but red team will have L. Ellis, Devo Davis, Joseph Pinion, Dina J. Harris, Chandler Lawson, Jalen Graham, and Lawson Blake. The white team will have Keon Minifield, who is ineligible this year, Layton Blocker, Khalif Battle, Tremont Mark, Jeremiah Davenport, Bay Fall, Makai Mitchell, and Kate Argabast. And all game twos of the Major League Baseball wildcard round will get underway today. The Rangers are up 1-0 on the Rays. The Twins are up 1-0 on the Blue Jays. The Diamondbacks are up 1-0 on the Brewers. And the Phillies are in front of the Marlins 1-0. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. It's Kayak Chaos at Arts Marine. Pick your perfect kayak from their large inventory and start exploring the natural state. Right now, get 20% off feel-free kayaks. We also slash prices on Mokin 10 and Lure 10 kayaks. Your granddaddy trusted Arts Marine, so should you. River Valley Tractor, your leading Kubota dealer of Central Arkansas. River Valley Tractor is closer than you think. A company that cares for you is right around the corner. RiverValleyTractor.com. With five great locations to better serve you, visit River Valley Tractor in Bryant, Sherwood, Conway, Russellville, or Pine Bluff today, or find them at RiverValleyTractor.com. Work smarter, not harder, with River Valley Tractor. River Valley Tractor, closer than you think. If you are looking for a safe and loving home for you or your loved one, visit Heartland Rehabilitation and Care Center. Just 15 minutes from Little Rock in Benton, our skilled nursing staff is dedicated to providing quality long-term care and short-term therapy. Visit heartlandrehabcenter.com. 
you can call Heartland home. Hi, I'm Martha Stewart, and I have a question for you. You know that unwelcome guest everyone wishes would just leave already? That's COVID-19. That's why I got a COVID shot this season, designed for recent variants. Got it? Learn more and schedule this season's updated COVID-19 shot at vaccines.gov. Sponsored by Pfizer. Nothing slows my little girl down, except a stuffy nose. Mommy. That's why I use Sinex Children's Saline from Vicks. Sinex instantly clears mucus in everyday stuffy little noses with a gentle, ultra-fine mist designed for kids. Just Sinex? Breathe. Her stuffy nose is gone for now. And so is she. Sinex Children's Saline. Sinex? Breathe. Use as directed. Keep out of reach of children. David Dunn here with Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. We're the area's largest and highest rated independent diesel repair facility for all makes and models. From transmissions and brakes to suspensions and engine repair. If you're tired of high dealership prices and long wait times, come see what family owned and locally operated really means. Expert technicians and the latest computer diagnostics will get your equipment back on the road fast. Take the England exit on I-440 to Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer, 568-2185. That's Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. Without a plan, the future is just what happens to you. In some ways, you can't have a future without a plan, because all you really have is what you're doing now and a hope that it all works out. Don't gamble your financial future on hope. Tune in to the Get Ready for the Future show for straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money. Saturdays at 10 a.m., now exclusively on 1037 The Buzz. Genwell Financial Advisors is a registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. Same great deals, all new location for Hogs Meat Market in North Little Rock at 3901 JFK Boulevard. Call them today at 501-758-7700 for all their specials at Hogs Meat Market. The Steak People. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Out across the 20 to the 25 to the 30. Satania trying to get to midfield. He's across the 50. He's got a chance to go. Isaiah at the 20, the 10. Touchdown, Arkansas. A 53-yard punt, an 87-yard return, and there you have it. On 103.7 The Buzz. And I'm going to tell you about the best thing going on right now in the vehicle industry. And it is Guatney Chevrolet with all of the great deals that they have right there in Jacksonville off the Gregory Street exit. Uh, you know that vehicles can sometimes be something that is a status thing. You want to look good, right? You want to be in a vehicle that gives you some pride. And when you drive by, everyone's like, man, that's a good looking vehicle. Well, Guadney Chevrolet, they have plenty of those to choose from. But it also comes about functionality, right? You want to make sure a vehicle can last a long time and be safe for you and for the family and not have any issues, be able to drive pretty effectively. Well, Guadney Chevrolet has that too. So it doesn't matter what your vehicle needs may be, Guadney Chevrolet is going to have you covered. As right now, they still have the Chevy Silverado 2023 Brand new, 0% APR, plus $1,000 cash allowance, plus no payments for the rest of the year. It's that simple. And they got plenty of inventory on all the different vehicles that you can choose from. And they also have award-winning sales staff in their service, which I'm actually getting next week on my truck. That's why I always go to Guatney Chevrolet. They take care of me. I know they're going to do a great job. And anything that's wrong with my truck, they're going to let me know. They're going to fix it. And they're going to get me out of there with an affordability while also making it pretty quick. So no matter what it is when it comes to your needs, check out Guatney Chevrolet. That's the reason why they're the number one Chevy dealer in the state of Arkansas. They're right there off the Gregory Street exit at 1301 TP White Drive. It's Guatney Chevrolet and GuatneyChevrolet.com. Again, it's out of bounds on a wide 
Open Wednesday. As uh, it's been a fast-moving show, going to have some great discussions tomorrow and talking about the red-white game and looking ahead to the NFL game on Thursday night, and also having some uh, some great things to look forward to in the weekend. Uh, but Joe, I did see this. Uh, I wanted to throw this out there as far as an update goes. We know that uh, Greg Brooks, the former Razorback defensive back and LSU defensive back, had a, a huge emergency scare and has been out for the season and uh, really didn't know many details on that. Well, the LSU football social media account uh, officially put it out there that they say the Brooks family, LSU Athletics, and Our Lady of the Lake Health, which is the healthcare system down there, announced that Greg Brooks Jr. has been diagnosed with a, an extremely rare form of brain cancer. Um, they, they, it, they ended up uh, using the term of what it's called. I'm not going to try to pronounce it. I think it's medulloblastoma, I think is how you say it. But uh, it's extremely rare, and they are putting up a link into the description. I just retweeted it as far as supporting Greg Brooks with the victory fund as he continues to go through this battle. But uh, we know that it was something serious. It was something scary. But to see that's the case of of any type of cancer is awful. Brain cancer is extremely scary. But when you're talking about a rare form of brain cancer, uh, again, just can't have anything like more serious and more scary than that. So thoughts and prayers continue to go for Greg, Greg Brooks and his family. And hopefully, uh, if you're able to do to support Greg Brooks in that fight that he's going through, uh, please donate and please uh, try to help out because that's a scary thing for anyone to go to, especially a young man who's just in his early 20s. That's exactly what Greg Brooks and his family needs right now. They need support and they do need the prayers. And that's something that's going to help them get through this time. And uh, it's one of those things you you hate to hear about and uh especially when there's that connection that's there it could happen at any time to anyone but it it makes it seem a little bit more close to home when there is that connection oh yeah absolutely and this is something i know arkansas and lsu is a it's a rivalry and you know there's a lot of bitterness there in sports but this is much bigger than that so uh, hopefully he can go to a full recovery and hopefully he can get all the things that he needs done to help him battle through this and Hopefully he comes out on the other end completely healthy. That's the only thing you can hope and pray for. So just wanted to pass that message along and let everybody know the updates on that situation. Uh, but on uh, on a lighter note, we have also some people who have texted in and wanted to uh, dive into this, which is kind of cool because we have a few people that are listening in on our show today. Two of them actually from uh, UALR Law School, uh, if you can believe it or not. So two different people, but there's an Oklahoma fan that is listening to us, that uh, is there at UALR Law School. And he wanted to get our thoughts on him going, since he went to his first Hog game a few weeks ago against BYU, he really enjoyed it, but he was wondering, what are our thoughts on the OU-Texas game this weekend in the Red River rivalry? So Oklahoma is uh, automatically going to be slept on. Everybody is probably on board with Texas at this point. But uh, OU has made some massive improvements from what they were doing last season. But talking to Chris Gordy, and as he mentioned, this is the first time that Oklahoma will be tested to a point that they have this season. And we'll see what they're really made of because of the fact that they're playing against some quality competition now. And then Texas, on the other hand, they've passed the test so far. But as we know, this is a rivalry, and sometimes – the way you look leading up to this game, it can mean nothing once you actually get into this game because of the rivalry that's in place. Yeah, you can never know what's going to transpire when this game gets on going because I feel like for years, or at least uh, quite a few times, there were Oklahoma was the dominant team in those seasons. Now, Oklahoma was doing some great things as a, as a team in general. But then the game happened in Texas, who may have been, you know, have a few losses or may have been outside the top 25. They end up winning. And it was a frustrating thing for Oklahoma fans because it felt like it was such a thing that not only losing a game, but losing a game to your bitter rival when you felt like you were the better team was frustrating. So you never know what's going to happen in this game. But uh, Texas is looking to continue on and showcasing that they are indeed back and they are indeed a college football playoff team, caliber. But, you know, Oklahoma, I feel like a lot of people wrote them off and maybe... It's because of the you know Brent Venables last year, they didn't have the best season. People were really frustrated with how it was going, and they, they were mad about uh, you know getting used to Rinkin Riley and, and Bob Stoops. And somebody like uh, Brent Venables, who's never been a head coach before, 
People were wondering if he was the man for the job, but they've done a great job. So you talk about what would be an absolutely outstanding marquee win for Brent Venables and the Oklahoma Sooners, not only to beat a top-five team, but to beat your bitter rival and put you suddenly in the driver's seat for winning the conference that you are about to leave and uh, ha- having so much success to, to end on a great note. Uh, this is going to be a fun one. I'm really hoping for an enjoyable back-and-forth game between these two teams, especially consider how bitter rivalries that they are. Nathan from UALR Law School on the Southern Structural Solutions text line, he says, horns down. <laughs> That's when you know all about it. It's when you know when it, uh, it is a bitter rivalry there, and he's an Oklahoma fan, so I love that. Yeah, horns down. I see Razorback fans still doing the horns down. I saw them doing it on TV, Joe, during the Arkansas A&M game. And I don't, no, I'm not saying Arkansas is the only one that does it, but... Uh, I, I even see Oklahoma fans, even if they're not playing Texas, it's still just, they put the horns down. It's just, it's almost like, yeah, well, we don't have any other hand signals, so let's just use the one where we trash some other team and try to make them all, fr- all frustrated from it. It's really fun. Yeah, it's taken off, uh, especially those teams that play Texas a little more frequently. But it, it's almost like uh, the Gator Chomp, too. People get after Florida with the own, their own deal that they do. They do the Gator Chomp, so whenever you have schools and and uh their fan bases and teams that make a play against florida they do the gator chomp to the gators oh yeah and it's it's something to where uh i think i think the most memorable one was probably when it was more of a florida thing doing it to somebody else but i remember tim tebow and the championship game against oklahoma when they won uh he, he got a first down like it was a big first down late in the game pretty much uh, uh since their uh, championship, and I remember he got up and did the Florida Gator chomp in the face of an Oklahoma player, and they got a flag for it. And you know what? I was like, oh, that's cool, and that's really good. And then it's like got ruined for me because the broadcasters, I don't remember who it was, they were like, that is probably the only bad thing that Tim Tebow has ever done in his life. <laughs> I'm like, okay, let's relax. Jeez. Like, listen, he's a great player and a great guy, but let's not, let's not just go make it a bigger deal than what it was. But yeah, I, I love that stuff. Though. That's what makes college football so much fun is uh, simple things is like that, where you don't even have to say anything. You just do a gesture to somebody else, and uh, they, they'll get frustrated. They'll get mad by it. But Speaking yeah, of Tebow, uh, there were some players, some former players, that were having a discussion about the best college football player ever. It was Ocho Cinco, Fred Taylor. Cam Newton was in on that discussion. And there may have been somebody else. Uh, Brandon Marshall, he was there. So, mm-hmm. Cam Newton, interestingly enough, John, you've said that you consider him to be the best college football player ever. He said it's Tim Tebow. Now, he's somebody that spent time with Tebow when he was at Florida, and he was a younger player. He was a freshman at at the time. But um, he said he gives the nod to Tim Tebow. That's pretty crazy. Uh, I mean, it's not surprising because, you know, it's a matter of who you think, what's your definition of the best. You know, I looked at it as, what, if I had one player, if I had an average team, I'll say this. If I had an average team and I could pick one player that would be that guy that makes the difference, to me, Cam Newton was that guy. Like, he just put, like, that Auburn team, I believe, was probably a seven win, eight win team without Cam Newton if they just had an average quarterback. But once Cam Newton got there, no doubt, like, that, he, he was incredible. But with the Tebow thing, it's like, man, it's hard to argue a guy who's won, what, two national championships, a Heisman Trophy, uh, was there for four years. Uh, you know his leadership, his bounce back abilities from tough losses. So I could see it. It's just man, Cam Newton. Uh, uh, you know people bring up Joe Burrow who had a great year. Don't get me wrong, but uh, and I didn't like Cam Newton. I didn't like Auburn. And so I mean that should tell you something if I'm saying those guys. Cam Newton to me is still the best player to ever play a college football game in my lifetime. At least. Here are a couple of other players that I'll give you a couple of guesses that were mentioned amongst those guys, the guys, the guys that were discussing it. I'll give you a hint. They both played receiver. One played at Florida State. One played at Florida. Any guesses on who those guys could have been that they mentioned? The wide receiver at Florida State was it? The first one pops up is Peter Warwick. It was yeah. He he was one of them. Okay, and they said it was a receiver at Florida. Yeah. Percy Harvin. Yeah. Those those are two guys that they mentioned. Really? Yeah. They said those in their opinion best college football players ever. Wow. Yeah. I mean, those are really good players. I don't know if I put them ever, but hey, that's why we all have those opinions. Fascinating stuff. Well, uh, we'll have some more discussions. I know three and outs coming up next is we'll get you ready for drive time sports and close up shop, but we're going to keep it moving into the final segment here on Out of Bounds. So you better stay with us.
This year, we considered hiring an ad agency to help with our marketing. They pitched impressive visuals and a script that was inspiring. And exotic animal mascots to help grab your attention. In the end, we just decided to tell it to you straight. Shelter Insurance has award-winning customer service at affordable rates. Plus, our local agents are there to help you understand what coverage you need. See shelter agent Paul Griffin in Monticello, Sam Eklund in Star City, or Kyle Stone in Pine Bluff. This year, elevate your style in a Cadillac. Go from bold to bolder in a stunning Escalade. From inspiring to awe-inspiring in a sophisticated CT4 or CT5. From credible to incredible in a dynamic XT4. Visit your Central Arkansas Cadillac dealers. Have you gone all summer long and you've had pain in your knees, your back, your hips, maybe even your shoulder? Well, why don't you try to get rid of that pain? Hey, everybody, it's RJ Hawk. I've been talking about QC Kinetics now for quite some time, and I've got friends, family members across the country that are using QC Kinetics right now, and it is changing their life. And the best part? No drugs, no surgery, no downtime. Think about that for a minute. And people are feeling like their self again with no pain. QC Kinetics doesn't just mask the pain. These treatments go to the very root of the problem using concentrated healing properties in your own body to go directly to those joints and restore and repair those damaged tissues. Listen, life is about motion and QC Kinetics is giving people their lives back with these all natural treatments. Call QC Kinetics today for a free consultation. 501-222-8440. 501-222-8440. That's 501-222-8440. Brett Michaels, Party Gras 2023. Saturday, December 30th. Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Event Center. From over 50 million albums sold comes the Poison Hits and Solo Hits Live. Brett Michaels, Party Gras 2023. Tickets on sale Friday at 10 a.m. at oaklawn.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Exergen thermometers are proven to be more accurate than non-contact thermometers. With children back at school, keeping them healthy is important. Clinical studies have proven that non-contact thermometers are inaccurate and can miss fevers. Accuracy matters. That's why the Exergen thermometer is trusted and used by medical professionals. Exergen thermometers are available at Walgreens and other participating retailers. Choose a trusted and accurate thermometer for personal use. Learn more about why accuracy matters at exergen.com. There's a whole lot of savings going on now at Staples. During Staples Sit-A-Thon, you can save up to $150 on select office and desk chairs. And when you buy a chair, you save 25% on desks, storage solutions, and office accessories. Plus, your local Staples now accepts Amazon returns. And when you return an Amazon order at Staples, you receive a coupon for $10 off your next $30 Staples purchase. Now is definitely the time to save at Staples. Chair offer ends 1028, in-store only. Exclusions apply on Amazon offer. Stacked Commercial Truck and Trailer has five service trucks available providing you on-site service to get you back on the road. If that doesn't do it, Stacked has a new state-of-the-art 13-bay shop for service and repair on all Class A trucks, trailers, RVs, light and medium-duty commercial vehicles, tires, brakes, AC, engine repair, transmissions, differentials, and driveline repair. Stacked Commercial Truck and Trailer Repair. Get stacked two miles off 530 exit 34 in White Fire up the grill this summer with the highest quality of meats from Hogs Meat Market and their new location off JFK Boulevard in North Little Rock. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. Kane is in the building. Their time is done. It's over. Over? Did you say over? Nonsense. I've not yet begun to defile myself. Call Kenny Loggins because you're in the danger zone. I play real sports. I'm trying to be the best at exercising. It's time for three and out. It's been three hours and we are boom out of here. All right, it is time for three and out. A few headlines, a few storylines, a few things that we got to dive into. 
Uh, this is kind of an interesting thing. I think we talked about Urban Meyer earlier in the show, but according to some reports, one of them being Benny Fratto, who covers college football, it says that Urban Meyer will be interviewing for the Michigan State head coaching position. And according to sources in his report, that Michigan State has a lot of donors to back up this type of deal. So we will see where it goes. I was always wondering when when Urban Meyer would get his name popped up, especially with some open college football jobs. We know he's familiar with the Big Ten. We know that uh, Michigan State is a place that uh, has obviously gone through some stuff off the field and the firing of Mel Tucker. But they still want to win, and Urban Meyer could be somebody that they're interested in. And I just don't know, Joe. Uh, I, I know Urban Meyer is very selective. I just don't know if Michigan State's the spot that he wants to get back to. But if so, no matter what, he'll probably be pretty successful wherever he ends up. Be able to get some players there, and that's always the key, getting the players. Mm-hmm. The 2030 World Cup is going to be hosted on three continents, and that's for the first time ever. It's going to be Europe, Africa, and South America. The field is going to be expanded for the 2026 World Cup coming up. That's going to be on one continent in North America, but three different countries in the U.S., Canada, and Mexico. But now three different continents the next time it comes around in 2034. And it all has to do with a celebration of 100 years from 1930 when uh, it first began in Uruguay. So they made a statement that says Centennial World Cup could not be far from South America where everything began, the 2030 World Cup will be played in three continents. So they're really excited about the opportunity to uh, have the World Cup because it is the World Cup in so many different, on so many different continents and also in six countries where it's going to be Argentina, Morocco, Paraguay, Portugal, Spain, and Uruguay. So I have always been a huge fan of the red zone on NFL uh, that the NFL puts out. I, I love watching games themselves, but there's something special about having just the highlights or uh, the certain plays where you're in the red zone or touchdowns, whatever it is. It's a great formula, in my opinion. Well, ESPN is actually creating an NHL version of the NFL red zone called Frozen Frenzy, which will occur on October 24th, the night all 32 NHL teams play. The broadcast is going to be hosted by John Butchergross and it's set to show every goal, every power play, and every hit. And honestly, I don't watch a whole lot of hockey, and I don't know if that may surprise anybody, but I'm not saying I'll even watch this. But it may be something I check out, and if it's something maybe I get into, it'll be great for maybe more casual hockey fans that don't watch full games, but at least want to watch highlights of the games. I think it's a great idea. I think it might work out, so we'll see how it plays out. But if you're a casual hockey fan, you may want to see if that's something you'll be interested in on October 24th. Padres GM A.J. Preller made a statement on Bob Melvin, who is the Padres manager. He said he's going to return for the 2024 season. He says Bob is our manager and is going to be our manager going forward. It's been a lot said in the last few weeks, obviously, but both he and I are very excited about the challenge of getting this group back to the postseason next year. And this comes after the Padres finish the season at 82-80, and 80, just above 500. So good news for everybody. Apparently, Toys R Us stores are coming back. Exciting, right? You know, Toys R Us, who went bankrupt six years ago, and uh, they they all went across the sta- across the world, closing down. It's really sad, especially for all the kids that remember enjoying it. But they're going to be opening up 24 stores after going bankrupt. But in, in this bold comeback, it's being set a little bit differently because it's going to expand its brick-and-mortar presence with as many as 24 new flagship stores and a separate rollout at airports and on cruise ships starting this holiday season. So they may not have the actual stores as much as what they did, but they will have it in places that provides a lot of traffic, like airports, like cruise ships. I think it's a good business model, but it's just good to see that the brand of Toys R Us will be making a comeback. Simone Biles led the U.S. women to a record seventh consecutive team title at the Gymnastics World Championships. U.S. team won by a slim margin of 2.199, and it was closer than anticipated. But for the U.S. women winning their seventh consecutive title, they've won gold in a team event at every world championship that has been in team competition since 2011. So, Really impressive that they won their seventh straight team title at the World Championships. So also, and not any surprising news, but 
I think it's funny whenever you have reporters or uh, investigators or whatever kind of going at it, but this is according to NBA Central. It says multiple NBA officials describe Adrian Wojnarowski and Sham's relationship as similar to Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker. This is also according to the Washington Post. It says the Athletic, which we know is a big uh, sports entity and, and, and a media company, they avoid... Wadge's tweets due to Sham's preference, and ESPN discourages sharing athletic content, neither reporter uh, publicly will ever acknowledge one another. So we know both of those guys are really good at their jobs, and obviously it's very competitive, but to actually see that there is some some diciness and some frostiness between the two guys that are the best in their business, especially when it comes to NBA, it's always a little bit fascinating, and hopefully you get to see them in public and see how they interact, but not surprising that they're a little bit uh, on each other's uh, worser side. Travis Kelsey said he owes a big thanks to Aaron Andrews and Carissa Thompson. They were the two that encouraged Taylor Swift to go out with him. So he initially tried to get his number to Taylor Swift, and when that was unsuccessful at the time, Carissa Thompson, Aaron Andrews, who do a podcast together, they encouraged Taylor Swift to go out with him. And so Travis Kelsey says, you two are something else. I owe you big time. So, and some other news from Kirby Smart and the SEC, we know that people maybe get tired of hearing about the SEC and hearing about how great the SEC is, and it's been pretty tough this year to defend the conference, but Kirby Smart, the head coach of Georgia, said today, quote, I personally think every SEC team should be ranked. I can guarantee you that there are some teams that you don't want to play them that are ranked. And it's like, you know what, Kirby? I appreciate your support and, you know, making sure that not only your team, but the conference your team plays in gets a lot of that love and you're defending it. But let's not be, let's not get crazy here, all right? Just just leave it alone. You can just say it's a good conference. You can just say it's got a lot of teams that are competitive. Don't take it to the extent of, oh, every team should be ranked. Like, no, they shouldn't. No, they shouldn't. I get it, but at the same time, you just kind of make yourself look stupid. Richard Gere in 1989 went on a British talk show, and at the time, he was called a sex symbol. And that was something he didn't want to be known by, so he considered filing a suit because he didn't want to be called a sex symbol. They got everything cleared up, and uh, the suit never happened, but he considered filing a suit, and this is when he was uh, in the mix of playing American Gigolo, and uh, that's kind of how he was seen at the time, but he didn't want to be seen that way. Imagine suing somebody or wanting to sue somebody because they refer to you as a sex symbol. Like, I know everyone's got their own thing, but I feel like I could take that as a compliment, just as me. But speaking of, uh, OnlyFans, we always know that those are great stories. A Minneapolis police officer was apparently outed as an OnlyFans model last week because she pulled a driver over who was speeding because he was a member and a subscriber of her OnlyFans page. He's like, hey, I know you. Yep, all you on OnlyFans, which ended up turning into an investigation and ended up being a big problem. Here's another OnlyFans story. There was a creator on there that did a live stream, and for one live stream, made $60,000. Absurd. It's so much money into that, but can't can't help but respect the hustle from some of them. But appreciate everybody listening in Out of Bounds today. For Joe Franklin, I am John Neighbor. Same sports show, same sports channel tomorrow afternoon. Stay tuned, folks. we got Drive Time Sports coming up next. Original Jersey Boys, Frankie Valley of the Four Seasons, coming to the theater at Simmons Bank Arena, Saturday night, January 27th, Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons. Tickets go on sale this Friday morning at 10 a.m. at Ticketmaster.com. Don't miss Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons, the last Encores Tour from 111 Productions and David.